I was like, dope. A thousand dollars a day is crazy money. But when I got to that point, I was like, well, shoot, what could I do if I got that number bigger? And so I got the number bigger. And now these stocks will on average make between like five to 10 grand a day. And I don't have a hundred million in the market, but I do have a good amount of money in the stock market. I can substantiate my lifestyle off of stock market money alone. I don't need to sell courses. I don't got to run memberships. I don't got to do anything. Dividends and capital gains fund my lifestyle. The Tweet Talk episode 101. It's lit. What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Episode Donda. <laughs> Shout out to Kanye, man, because that, that, that whole album is just fire. If you guys didn't get a chance to check out that album, fire and it's like 21 tracks usually a kanye album is like a good 10 tracks but apparently this one is like 20 tracks i don't know because i just listened to it on the thing it just spins through the whole tracks but anyway we're live from little rock arkansas it's not much to see here y'all but we got the whole studio set up they tried to charge me thirty five hundred dollars to record podcasts do you know how much I paid to record a podcast in Atlanta? I paid $1,000 for four episodes. And even that was a lot because when we started this, we didn't pay anything. It was all free. I don't know what Rafael's doing. He's trying to wave to folks. <laughs> he may be trying to wave to some lady. But my point is that hey. you don't become successful just writing checks. You become successful by figuring out ways to get it done without writing the check because they're going to put a check in front of you. They're going to put money that you can't afford to spend in front of you. And yeah, we could maybe pay the money, but it just sounds ignorant to spend since $3,500 to somebody. And the thing is, is like, that's why I like Atlanta. I have not been able to find a videographer to save my life in any of the cities that I've gone to. DC, Arkansas, I can't find one. Dallas, I can't find one. Atlanta, I could find anybody I needed to find. So anyway, welcome to episode Donda of the Tweet Talk Podcast. We got our own mother effing podcast studio. We got the cameras. We got the lights. We got the microphones. Yep. They can't tell us nothing. Episode 101 of the Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast. And we're going live at the same time. Make sure you're talking into the microphone, Raphael. I am. It's very important. Talking into the microphone. Sound quality matters. My my co-hosts, they don't understand sound quality matters, y'all. Whoa. Because Rashana, she be, I don't know what she be doing. She be talking far away from the mic and stuff. Talk into the mic. Don't talk to the camera. Talk to the microphone. Let's do okay, this. Okay, so we're coming live from Little Rock, Arkansas. We are here for the Accelerate 180 conference put on by... King Ashley and it is lit. It's lit. It's lit. Little Rock doesn't seem to have a lot going on, but we're here to learn, to build, to scale up, and talk about these tweets. Talk about these tweets. 
if we have any tonight. Oh, you yeah. know. Oh, damn, my battery's dying. <laughs> it looks so clear, though. <laughs> Good thing we have multiple things going. So we got it. We got the camera going for the, another 30 seconds or two minutes, whatever. So but, the dopest part about what we've experienced so far is the connections. Everybody that you meet is doing something with their life. We met a brother who has multiple cars on Turo in different cities. I didn't know you could do that. He's in Atlanta running Turo's in, in LA. That's crazy. And Atlanta. And I think another city. I forgot what city it was. And he's exporting cars to Africa. Yeah. Woo. And we also met um, a young lady. I forgot her name. What was her name? The S stands for systems. Connie S. Falls. Connie S. Falls, we yes. We met Connie S. Falls. Systems Bay. She's going to be speaking. And we met another lady. She's big on black wealth. She's out of the North Carolina market. We met a brother who's doing some really cool things in business credit. And last but not least, not even last, we met a lady who runs a company called... EasyTree.me. There we go. EasyTree. It's kind of like Linktree, but better. Better, way better. And black owned. Black owned. Emphasis on black owned. So check out EasyTree.me. Shout out to Roy Red in the building, man. You always got to shout out Roy Red when he's in the building because Roy Red is always the homie. Got a chance to link up with him. Not really link up because I was tired, man. I was tired. Kind of like I'm tired right now, but we did get a chance to link up. The brother's doing dope stuff. He's going to help coach me on my speaking because I got to become a better speaker. Raphael, what's going on, man? Yeah, well, first of all, be sure to follow us on, well, since we're going on Instagram Live right now, follow us on Instagram. Follow the podcast at Tweet Talk Podcast on Instagram. Most of y'all already following Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion. Uh, right here, we're going live on Todd.Capital. But definitely follow us on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P-O-D on Twitter. Follow Charles on Twitter at Todd, at Real Todd Billion, because he's the real one. And follow myself, Raphael, on Twitter at Work Money Life. We are here. You are here. We are in Little Rock, Arkansas for the conference. This is like the second conference in a row that we're doing. We were out in uh, D.C. last week. That was good. That was good. Now we a little rock. And there's a different feel to this one. It's interesting. This one's going to be like four, three, four days. Definitely a different feel already just from the first night, just to the mixer, um, dinner, slash, whatever. What do you say was the difference? The differences in the two conferences so far already? Um, the difference this time is I'm not a speaker. And so when you're not a speaker... You kind of are demoted a little bit. When you are a speaker, you're like VIP. So I don't feel as VIP right now, but that's okay because I'll eventually be on the stage. And I could, that's more than I could say than before because before I never would have thought being, to be on a stage. So I would just say that, no? I mean, what makes this one different, I don't really know. I would just say that there's more people here. So that makes a difference. What does it say? He said, does Charles still have a headache? Uh, not really. I'm a little bit better. How'd you know I had a headache? I forgot I tweeted that. But um, <laughs> You tweet your whole life. I on, do to my whole life. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't want to say anything is better or worse. I would just say it is what it is. 
I think that's what I would say. Like nothing's better, nothing's worse. I wouldn't even say it's necessarily even different outside of the fact that it's in a different city. You still have a, a bunch of black people who are interested in business, who are interested in leveling up, who are successful in their own right, coming to share. So, yeah. Yeah, yes, we, um, we definitely made some connections already. See people doing do it, dope stuff, like you said. Uh, we met one lady on her Instagram handle is Scholars for the Soul, and she's um, going into schools and teaching them how to teach our black children. You know, because we may not learn the same way as everybody else. So we need different approaches because in school, they teach everybody the same way. They sit you down behind a desk for like six hours straight and just talk at you for six hours. And you're supposed to sit still and just listen to them talk like they are like, like we Moses and they're giving us the, the Ten Commandments or something. You know, but anyway, we met another lady. I met a lady. Um, her Instagram was just be healthy. Now she was telling me she used to weigh three hundred fifty pounds, and she lost all the weight. So now she does natural body weight loss, and she focuses more on the mental side of it. You know, cause it's not that complicated to lose weight, but to keep it off is all is it's a mental thing. You know, so like we said, we met we've met a lot of black people that are doing dope things and it's just interesting man get the, to conferences the only thing that i would say that i wish happened is i wish we would have talked to even more people at the mixer um i'm finding that like you never know who you're who you're standing next to a guy walked up to us we didn't know who he was one thing i did know is i saw that jubilee band though and i was like if you got a jubilee band you probably have something i want to hear about and you guys don't what if you what's a jubilee band a jubilee band is basically a, uh it's the band on a rolex and so like i can spot it a mile away i can spot the band a mile away because quite honestly the band is just as fly as the actual face of the watch and so like you like if, if you ever seen a jubilee like it's nice it's a nice band you can tell it's a rolex so anyway you're just talking to this dude he walks up to us he starts talking to us we're sharing stories he's dropping gems like gems gems and then the other person that we talked to who we ended up going to dinner with, he was dropping gems. And what's interesting is everybody in that room had some knowledge to drop, which is really interesting because even if you're not on stage, you still are somebody of substance. All of us have substance. They just try to convince us that we don't. You don't got to be famous. You don't got to be super successful. You all have substance. You just got to tap into it. You got to bring it to market. And so, like, I would say that's the only thing that I think I wish I would we would have done more of was work in the room. And so hopefully tomorrow, that's what we can do on purpose is get out there, pass out business cards, tell people about the different brand, because everybody who heard about Tweet Talk was impressed with Tweet Talk, which is I never they're like, yeah, like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, you guys did what? And you did what? And And, and so. I would just say like that's the goal going forward and for me that's something that i don't normally do i don't normally step out of my shell like i'm not somebody who gets out there and meets people i kind of say to myself i'm very reserved i'm an introvert but same here like that ain't gonna get you that bag <laughs> being right. an introvert ain't gonna get you that bag so you need to do some stuff that you wouldn't normally do 
And there are a lot of really positive things that come with being an introvert. Like I study, I read, I get in my lab, I get in the lab and I grind. But also you got to know when to pop up and shake some hands and meet some friends. So get out there, kiss hands and shake babies or, or the other way around, something like that. But uh, definitely you got to go to the conferences, man. And get y'all some merch, man. <laughs> People come up to me and say, what do you do? I showed them the shirt. I, oh. And I think that makes it more real, too. Like, if you just tell them you got a podcast, it's like, okay, cool. If you got a shirt and some merch to make your podcast real, the conversation is different. And I tell you something, too. People, tell stories. Storytelling will get you pretty far. Because, you know, um, people say, what do you do when they say, oh, I do a podcast? Oh, what is, what's it about? You know, they're interested. Not everybody has a podcast, so Damn. there goes the camera. There goes the camera. <laughs> that, that, that video was fire, too. But you live and you learn. At least I know that I can take pot quality video with that camera. I'll go get a battery tomorrow. That means that this podcast is going to be uploaded from Instagram Live, which is not the first time we've done it. This time, I'm going to just match the audio with it because I actually got the audio. Raphael should have sent me the audio. He didn't send me the audio. I had to upload it without, upload it with the audio, but it, it is what it is, man. I'm going to get him access to this audio, though, because it's fire. Get into these tweets, Raphael. Ain't no tweets, man. Oh, I was saying. All right. <laughs> make sure you tell stories in your business, man. But I was saying, <laughs> I told people, you got a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's cool, whatever, whatever. And then I told them, everybody said, listen, you know what? We've been doing this podcast together for two years. And we just met each other in person for the first time last week. Tweet talk without tweets. Yeah. Um, yeah, because your phone is here. My, your it's good. My it's phone all good. Yeah, it's what all was I going to say? I was going to. So we got to get into the current events. People want to know. Mm. People have been talking. Mm. People have been asking all them questions. And Streets is talking. Yeah, man. If you guys don't know. Uh, a large social media influencer, the big homie, as people would say, they call him the big bro. He was called out, man. It's been a big thing going on Twitter. Scamming. For the past two days. Scamming. And, you know, I kind of take a personal stance on this because this individual was coming from my head about six months ago, like aggressively coming from my head. And I've always known that like the math ain't mathing. And the facts ain't facting. <laughs> and folks just out here just making up numbers. And just like Grant Cardone always says, anything that ends in a zero is a lie. A number that ends in a zero mm. is a lie. So if somebody tells you I got 100 million, that's a lie. How you get to exactly 100 million? How? Like, Raphael, we were at dinner or we we're at the networking event. And he introduced me to somebody who's like, yeah, he did like 2.5. And in my mind, I was like, I didn't do 2.5. I did like 3.7. Neither of those numbers have a zero at the end, though, because it's a real number. It's a real number. You can fudge a number with a zero because it's just a round number. It just sounds good. They don't know it's an intellectually lazy thing to do. It doesn't require any math. And you just throw a number out there like 100 million, 80 million. But you got to actually do some real math. In order to do real math, you got to have real numbers. You can't just <laughs> pull something out of your ass and have like some crazy number because then you just look ridiculous. So what was your what was your take on all the drama that unfolded yesterday, brother? Well, honestly, I didn't see a lot of it. I mean, 
I saw a lot of it, but I think I missed most of it. It was definitely interesting. It was definitely funny. It was funny. The things that were going on, like saying like, this guy claimed to be worth a hundred million and he only had like one pair of shoes. This guy claims to be worth a hundred million dollars and didn't have a car. Yeah. And you know, some people were clowning him. Some people were ripping him a new one. A lot of people were saying they're disappointed. They can't believe that they actually fell for it. I'm not even sure why. And a lot of them said that they were getting DMs and text messages from people saying that this guy took my money and didn't pay me back. But I guess they wanted to hold on. They wanted to hold on to that. To that, I don't know. So people are in the comments right now and they're saying, can y'all fill me in? I'm lost. All right. This is Tweet Talk. Is that what we're going to do? And we hold no punches. All right. So basically, B Real Estate, Brandon Jones, the big homie, the person who's sunning everybody, calling everybody a scammer, hating on Jay Morrison, hating on Chris, hating on me, hating on everybody, was out there taking money from people to do real estate deals with and then ducking and dodging them when it came to pay them the money back. Not only that, apparently they dug through his finances. They found out that some of the screenshots he was posting were manipulated, which is something that I think people should really be careful of because you can manipulate a, uh, uh, an Instagram screenshot. If you have a stock trading account, people literally are screenshotting it, changing the numbers for clout to make it seem as though they are better investors than they are. I would rather not be able to call out stocks than be calling out cap. So be careful when y'all see people calling out these stocks, posting screenshots, and out here talking about all this money that they're making. And so that's what happened. And people just started coming out of the woodwork. People like sitting DMs talking about, oh yeah, he took me for 20 grand. Oh yeah, he took me for 60 grand. Oh yeah, he took me for 75 grand. And it was a big thing. But what I took from it, it wasn't even so much the... It wasn't even so much the money that he owed people. It's that he was lying about his life. He was lying, saying he was worth all this money, saying he was going to continue to run it up, saying he was about to be a billionaire. And folks just ate it up. Folks are just eating it up. Like, oh, he's worth 100 million. N nigga, where? I don't even say the N word, but I say the N word when it is relevant. And this is an N word moment. Nigga, where? We can't tell. They look at his outfits, they look at the way he moves, they look at all these different things. He's not moving like somebody that has 100 million. He's not. He's not conducting himself as though he has 100 million. He's not. Because if you have 100 million, especially if you have it invested in the stock market, you could be making a million dollars a day. And I'm not even being facetious about that. The stock market goes up 1% to 2% per day. I knew I wanted to get $100,000 in the stock market because if I got $100,000 into the stock market, if I got $100,000 into the stock market, I can make $1,000 a day. I was like, dope. $1,000 a day is crazy money. But when I got to that point, I was like, well, shoot, what could I do if I got that number bigger? And so I got the number bigger. And now these stocks will on average make between like five to 10 grand a day. And I don't have a hundred million in the market, but I do have a good amount of money in the stock market. I can substantiate my lifestyle off of stock market money alone. I don't need to sell courses. I don't got to run memberships. I don't got to do anything. Dividends and capital gains fund my lifestyle. And I have a fraction of what he's saying he has. If I had $100 million, I would make a million dollars a day. If I'm making a million dollars a day, I don't even got to live out of the out of the $100 million I apparently have. Not only that, then 
you can afford to F off some stuff. One thing that I realized is wealth accumulates. And so you can literally just buy stuff here and there and be swagging it out. So we got ready to go to this event and I throw my sneakers, I throw my watch and whatever else I had on going on. And I was like, dang, I kind of like, I got a few things, but I didn't just go on a spree and just spend a bunch of money. I just accumulated little things here and there. You can accumulate nice things here and there because nice things last. If you buy something that's nice, you don't got to buy it every other month. If you buy something that's nice, you can buy it once a year, once every two years, whatever that looks like. And it doesn't go out of style. It's always nice. It's always quality. You can be frugal and still have nice things. It's not either or. But the thing with him is he didn't have anything nice, nothing of substance. But apparently he's worth 100 mil. If you have 100 mil, you can accidentally fall into luxury. You don't even got to try. It's just there. And that was the thing. Another thing is how his friends like circled around and like capped for him. And the thing is, is like they were attacking people on his behalf and they didn't actually apologize for the negative things that they said about other people. They just like, well, damn, we messed up. Like, no, you came on the timeline and you said some crazy shit about other people. Come on the timeline and say and retract those statements. Come on the timeline and take that L. Take that fat ass L because you deserve to take that L because you're a fucking loser and you come on here and you trash black men and you tear down people who are trying to do something with nothing because most of us start with nothing. Most of us aren't over here starting off with a million dollars in education. We're out here. Not only do we have not have the money, we don't even have the financial education. We're figuring them both at the same time and folks have the audacity to come for us and try to tear us down. You need to come and acknowledge your L. Yeah, and <laughs> they just look bad because now everybody's questioning like, okay, y'all part of his inner circle, y'all scamming too? That's what they're thinking. And if y'all weren't scamming, how come y'all didn't say nothing? Because now y'all t- telling us that people were hitting y'all in the DMs and in your phone saying, oh, this guy took me for my money and y'all was still backing him. So people got questions. And a lot of them, I think their their reputations took a hit too. Yeah. But now the funny thing is like people like I think like Xavier Xavier is gonna be good even though he was part kind of like in the crew he never attacked anybody yeah he kind of fell for it too but he didn't attack any he never said a bad word about anybody and Xavier's a stand up guy so everybody's gonna be cool with Xavier he he he's still clean and I think like Madhu is still clean I think somebody said something and he was like listen I I I never scam nobody so I think Madhu is gonna be clean because Madhu don't talk about nobody either. But the rest of them, they threw a lot of dirt on people's names. And we gonna name names. We got Bees. Bees is out here. Was it was Bees one of them? I okay. saw I saw threads where Bees was like going back and forth with somebody talking about like, oh, don't trip. He's a good dude. He's this, he's that. And so they knew he was taking folks' money and not paying them back months ago before this shit hit the fan. They knew. Who else? Ari, whatever her name is. Apparently, he's actually blocked a bunch of people. I'm not the only person he's had run-ins with, and I think that's very important. It's important to know that usually somebody who ain't shit has been ain't shit with a bunch of people. That's just what I'm saying. I'm not attacking anybody because I want to attack them. I'm attacking them because they came from me. We are not talking about Jay Morrison. Oh, no. A lot of people are asking, like, who are you talking about? We have respect for Jay Morrison over at Todd Capital. I don't know. I can't speak for the entirety of Tweet Talk, but one thing that I realized that is a problem in the community is 
a lot of folks who shouldn't be investing got turned into investors. If you are investing your last, you shouldn't be an investor. You wonder why? Because you're going to make irrational, emotional decisions. You're going to come to snap judgments. You're going to be wilding out. If you're investing something that you cannot afford to lose, you should not be in investing. Even if you have the money, do not invest that money because you're going to make mistakes. The second thing is, if you don't understand real estate investing or stock market investing, you probably should be a lot more quiet and do a lot more listening because a lot of folks are out here trying to tell people how to invest in real estate and stocks and run a fund and ain't ever ran one. And that's not even for the people who are participating. That's for the gurus. Even the gurus y'all see out there criticizing folks ain't ever ran a fund. The people who have run a fund are quiet. You want to know why? Because they know the realities of running a fund. They know that business is not like your motherfucking job. At your job, you know what happens? You show up, you work, you get paid. In business, you show up, you get punched in the mouth, you get punched in the side, you get punched in the back of the head, you keep on moving, then you punch back, and then maybe you get paid. Business is not like your job, and that's why the payout is a lot harder. What's that say? So Stokes Corner, Stokes, yeah, Stokes Corner is saying a hundred thousand dollars in the market is is one hundred is a thousand dollars a day approximately. I tell people that if you are in a diversified portfolio, what's going to happen is the market's going to go up about one to two percent per day. You guys out here trying to find home runs and go to the moon and buy crypto and buy Ethereum, but <laughs> if you buy SPG, if you buy SPY, if you buy XOM, if you buy these companies, I'm going to show you right now. Where the hell is my phone? If you look at this phone, since we're just doing this right now. Bring it up. Bring it up. So Carnival Cruise Lines went up 2% today. Aurora Cannabis went up 3% today. XOM went up 2% today. ARKK went up 0.9. SPG went up 0.45. Stocks traditionally go up 1% per day. Either 1% up, 1% down. But what you want to do, and this is why you guys need to get crisis money so you can learn how to analyze stocks that are undervalued, is you want to buy a stock that's undervalued. But nevertheless, even if it's undervalued, stocks take the stairs up and they take the elevator down. When stocks go down, they just crash. When stocks go up, they take the stairs. You've seen it. In March of 2020, stocks just crashed. It wasn't a slow march down. It literally plummeted down. But you know what happened? They took the stairs up. Each stair is about 1% to 2%. One to two percent on a hundred thousand dollars is a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars. Yes, there's down days, but on average, you're gonna do about that. It's not one. It's not one percent per day every single day. But the days that you do well, it's gonna be about one percent. Man, Whew. I'm not done. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to get laced with Get Lace Shoelaces. Yeah, Get Lace is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Use a genius, man. Get yours today at GetLaceLaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Okiefa. Okiefa. Okiefa Shades is their premier choice for sunglasses. 
Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. We still got to flesh this out because I don't it's to me it's not even about the the money that he apparently took from people it's about the lifestyle that he capped about because I think that that's what gave him the most clout the fact that you can come online and say that you're worth 100 million people start bowing at your feet people were saying like you know uh I'm online they were telling their parents like I'm online talking to somebody worth nine figures and their parents are like nobody worth nine figures just on the fucking internet just talking Nobody who has a hundred million dollars is just over here talking to y'all about bullshit. Cause if you scroll the timeline, it ain't no substance. It's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of just nonsense. Like a lot of people that I disassociate with, they just be talking about nonsense. So shout out to you guys for being in the comments. And people we got in here. We got a few people in here. We've already addressed who the person is. We're just talking about the concept. Basically right. what I'm saying is like you guys, you guys have to be able to see through like lies. Like, and you, you learn to see through lies by learning money. You got to learn money. You got to study money. You got to study the wealthy. You got to know what an average person who has this much money is doing, is moving with, has access to. I put out a tweet and the tweet said that somebody with a hundred million dollars doesn't have a CPA. They got an accounting department. They have people who they have accounts payable. They have somebody who pays their motherfucking bills. They're not out here paying their bills, going to the bank. They have a family office. If you have... A hundred million dollars, you can literally exist for the rest of your life off of 20% of that. $20 million will take care of you for the rest of your life. The other 80 is being used to create more money. It's being used to staff your office. It's being used to hire somebody to bring you deals. If you have a hundred million dollars, you shouldn't be out there finding deals. You shouldn't be out there closing deals. I know folks who don't even have that much money and don't even do that shit. And that was one of the things that struck me is like, it's people out there with a fraction of the money that you say you have who have 10 times the staff that you have. Like, why do I have an assistant, a graphics dude, a bunch of admins, an accounting person, I have people that I'm contacted for lawyer stuff, and I have a fraction of the money that you have, but you big willy, you big time, you generational wealth, you wealth to womb, you this and that. That doesn't make any sense to me. You wonder why it doesn't make sense? Because it's a fucking lie. When I used to work in private client banking, Lies. there's, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is this uh, article that was talking about how Goldman Sachs has this thing where it's uh, it's a certain kind of banking. It's like concierge banking. And Drake has access to it. In order to get access to Goldman Sachs concierge banking, you have to have like $5 million. If you got $100 million, you shouldn't be even banking at Chase. You should be at JP Morgan. You should be the actual institutions. Like that's what happens when you get to that level. You don't have regular credit cards when you get to that level. I know this because I've seen it. I know this because my entire career has been this. And so that's the thing is y'all out here listening to folks who read a few books. I've read all those books and I also have the education and the experience. So you can't cap on me. You can cap on people who never seen this. You can cap on people without degrees. You can cap on people who fucking just been living. But like you can't cap on somebody who has seen it all, has done it all, has learned it all, has been around people who are at that level. It's very important. Mm. 
I mean, shoot, with that kind of money, you, you don't, your credit score don't really matter anymore. Like, you don't get loans based on a FICO score. You walk in and you talk to somebody and they give you a hundred million or ten million, whatever you want. But Are you talking into the microphone? I am talking into the microphone. All right, man. Just checking. Can you slaughter a little bit? I'm over in the shadows. I look like yeah, Candyman. I was going to change. I was going to, yeah, slide over. I look like Candyman over here. Candyman, Candyman. All right. Man, I wish I could Todd read these Millie. comments. Todd Millie. Todd Millie. Come <laughs> on, pop in your dreams. So, <laughs> Hove.35 said in 2020, you made him a lot of money with that stocks options course. Shout out to you, brother. Bro, you're going to get the live shut down. Look at us, man. Dark and darker. <laughs> the Darkness Brothers. <laughs> I seem to just see. Because we can see, but we can't even see me, man. Damn it. All right. What's next? See? They per- yeah. This person going to be Shadow Millie. All right. Now you can kind of see me now. I had to look at the light on my other phone. Yeah, it looks so dark on this one. It's like a radio show. Who got questions? Who got questions? Uh, you guys can ask questions. Um, shout out to the Options Course, the Options Community, the best-selling Options Course. Over 25,000 copies sold. My shirt says 20,000, but it has recently changed. Also, shout out to the Freedom Pack, which is a six-figure course in less than six months. We did it. We crushed it. And we will continue to crush it. We'll continue to add value. I got a stock market fundamentals course coming. I got a bunch of stuff. So Jackpot P3 is asking about the truck, the Todd Capital Trucking Chronicles. Man, Todd Capital Trucking Chronicles. The truck is in good shape. We just got our first payout. Um, it's about $1,098 for a week's worth of work, man. I'm happy about that. You want to know I'm happy about that? Because fuck these jobs. A job will pay you $1,000 a week and tell you to be happy. You know, I made $1,000 a week and I didn't do nothing. But I don't take that for granted because you should never take business income for granted. You should never act like business income is guaranteed. So that's why we're going to invest that money, save that money and flip that money. Now we're looking to get in truck number two. I can't wait because I get truck number two. I put it inside my system and we win. So the truck generated $7,000 this week. Of that, $1,700 went to fuel. About third, or I want to say $1,700 went to fuel. I think about the same number went to actually pay the driver. So he made like $1,700. He's making more money than me. He's rich. Um, What else? Not if you get a second truck. I had to pay the... 3PL. So the third party logistics company that we're working with, I had to pay them. They got like 1300 or 1400 And then I had to pay my manager like 350 bucks. And then I got $1,089, but then they took out like 300 bucks in fees because we had to install some stuff. So next week I shouldn't have this, but it's just cool to be able to get $1,000 a week. And that's just like from the truck. So the truck is rolling, y'all. The truck is doing regional routes. The truck is going from Texas to Arkansas. I track it on my GPS. It's lit, man. I cannot complain. So somebody's perseverance. Somebody's asking um, if you have a course on swing trading. Um, the options on demand course is a course on swing trading. We that's essentially the premise of it. So check out options on demand. You can also get the book on options. You can also probably get um, the crisis money course. I hope y'all didn't miss that little thing there. We was talking about how the driver made more money than him on his truck. Like, you got to be willing to do these things and have somebody else actually make more money on, on you than you, at least for now. But the key is to have more than one truck. So if that driver makes more money than you on that truck, the second driver makes more money than you on that truck. But if you got five trucks, you might not be getting a big piece of chicken on each truck. 
but you gained a big piece of chicken. That's actually very true. That's 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 because I mean, then you're bringing in five grand a week, where they're bringing in seventeen hundred a week. That's the the game is scale. I like that. That's gems right there. That's how. Uh, you know, it's funny they're talking about. This was years back when they were talking about um, raising the when they were first talking about raising minimum wage to like fifteen an hour, and they were saying like companies were pushing back, and people were saying like, "Man, but McDonald's makes like billions of dollars a year. Why they why they mad about paying people fifteen dollars an hour? It's because they make a lot of money every year." Because they're taking a little bit from thousands of stores, but at each store is only bringing in so much profit individually. So the 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 margin might not be as big as you might might think. So that's what it is. And a lot of these stores are owned by owner operators or, or whatever franchisees. So it's not like McDonald's doesn't own every single um, franchise. So for that owner, that individual owner, fifteen dollar minimum wage might sound a little steep. So that's what that's about. You know, it's all about getting that little piece from everybody. Get a little piece from here. That's why they get rich. It's not that they necessarily taking a lot from everybody. They're taking a, the point is they're taking from everybody. A little here, a little there, a little there. Being a middleman, gotta be the middleman, man. A wise man once said that I'd rather make a dollar off of a hundred people than make a hundred dollars off my own labor. And that's where I'm at in life. I don't wanna work. You can't get rich with labor. You can't. In actuality, I even want to scale out a podcast and I would rather create a podcast label, hire some podcast hosts and then create dope podcasts. Why is that important? It's important because then we can be coaching up podcast guests, hosts. Then we can be putting our effort into bringing in podcast guests. Then we can put in our effort into getting production, getting studios. But you can't do that when you're in the weeds. The boss level work is just as important as the low level work. Like I tell people like, I don't want to do level low level work. And that's not because I'm being a jerk. It's because I got to start doing high level work for myself. I got to start working on the business as opposed to in the business. And and that's the way that we're shifting the focus is we're shifting to higher level things. So we're not stuck doing the one to one stuff. Now we can start doing the 100 to one stuff. Now we can start making 100. Now we got multiple podcasts. You can literally like when you can step away now I can say, you know, we need a sports podcast. We need an entertainment podcast. We need this kind of podcast. I can only speak to what I can speak to, but with my knowledge of the industry, I can apply that to a bunch of different things. What does that say? Oh, Jackpot three. There is actually a Patreon. Go patreon.com slash tweet talk. Um, yeah, check that out. Check that out. You just started it up, but it's out there. It's available. Bonus content. You're going to have more uh, live recordings and stuff like that that you can come to. Bring your questions. Be a part of the show. All that. Get a free shirt. All that, man. But um, let me lose my thought there. So somebody in, in, in the um, couple of people in the comments are saying like jobs like McDonald's, especially in my opinion, they're for like teenagers and people with no skills like. The problem is, and there's somebody in the comments is saying it, like, the problem is they're thinking, like, it's for a married man with, with a wife and four kids. Like, no, you're not supposed, in my opinion, you're not really, really supposed to be able to live off a of McDonald's wage. Like, that's not really what it's for, man. Like, dropping some fries in a basket and dropping in some hot oil is, is, is not, like, a high-level skill that you should be getting paid $20 an hour for or $50 an hour for and be able to live in luxury, man. That's, that's for kids. You get some work experience and you get out. Move on to the next thing and leave room for the next teenager to come through. 
it ain't for you to be able to buy a house and, and, and do all those things. But I mean, if you can, then you can. But what will you say to that, Charles? I don't think jobs are for anybody. <laughs> I don't care if it's an executive job. I just don't believe in jobs as a main source of income. Why? Because jobs are meant to keep the black man down. You know what's what, what's really interesting is we live in a world where there's like this full equality where if people aren't equal, we make them equal because it's America. Like, oh, we're supposed to be equal. Everybody's equal. But that's not what the actual constitution says. It says we're created equal. And then after that, everything changes. You stop being equal. Are you at a conference right now? If you're at a conference, you're probably growing. If you're at a concert, you're probably learning little baby lyrics. And I love little baby. He's a great rapper. But if I'm learning all the lyrics to little baby and you're over here learning how to grow, make $5,000 in three days, who's better off? My thing is that a lot of African-American men don't get a fair shake in the workplace. I never got a fair shake in the workplace. That's why I'm heavily pro-entrepreneurship because it's not a lot of folks more educated than me and I still never got a fair shake. It's not a lot of folks out here who are as well presented as me, are as well spoken as me, who come from a background like I come from and I never got a fair shake in the workplace. Meanwhile, I'm over here working up under some hyena. I'm over here working up under somebody making the same rate as somebody else because it's by design. I put out a tweet and I said, I busted my ass. I literally worked my face off. I worked long hours. I showed up early. I commuted long hours. I got the education. I code switched. I did everything I was supposed to do. And they still would not pay me a solid wage. And so I was forced into entrepreneurship. I People think that it was just like, oh, entrepreneurship because... I hate a job. Like, no, I hate a job because they don't pay me what I deserve. Therefore, I got to get it. How else am I going to get it? Am I going to get it by begging? No. Am I going to get it by protesting? No. Am I going to get it by voting? No, I'm going to get it by building. I'm going to get it by building something that I can control. And because I've done that, they can never take anything from me. I've set myself free. I never have to be in a situation where somebody who's dumber than me is my boss. I never have to be in a situation where somebody is my boss just because they've been there for a long time. I'm not the only person who experiences this. In fact, the fact that I experience it and I'm probably more qualified than the average black man pisses me off because I know they get it even worse. I know they get it even worse. Like if you aren't even at my level and you were out there in the workplace, I know you're getting shafted and you're probably frustrated. You're probably out there doing ignorant stuff. I don't think a job is for any black man. I just don't. And I'm not, the only, I'm not the only person who feels this way. Dr. Boyce Watkins will tell you the same exact thing. It's just not a system that's made up for us. I was working, and that's, I'm going to end this statement here. I was working in the law firm. I was there for about two years, have a JD, haven't yet passed the bar, and they hired an intern. And this is after two African-American brothers, got they came in and they left. These brothers were, were college educated, had law degrees, they were studying for the bar, and the, the company was paying them like thirty five grand, thirty five thousand dollars, Raphael, with a JD. Whoa, whoa! And he didn't see anything wrong with that. He was a Jewish dude. He was like, "You should be lucky you have a job." And like that's how folks will look at you. Like you should be lucky that I'm even giving you thirty five thousand dollars. And so, and this is Los Angeles, Raphael. You can't live anywhere in Los mm. Angeles for thirty five thousand dollars. You can barely live in other states for thirty five thousand dollars in L A. Paying people these fucking crumbs, black men. This white dude, this intern comes in. And he's making just as much money as them. And that's when I knew I had to leave. I was like, I'm not participating in this system. If you have to beg somebody to play fair and they get to determine whether they play fair or not, 
that's not a system I want to participate in because they get to determine if they want to fuck you or not fuck you. Like, who wants to be a part of that? I'm not being a part of that. Never, ever, ever will I be a part of something like that. And that's why I go so hard for entrepreneurship. You can love it or hate it, but I'm free. (laughs) I'm good. I do what the F I want to do. You can love it or hate it. You can agree or you can disagree, but that's not going to change the fact that I'm going to be in New Orleans in two weeks and I'll be in Atlanta in three weeks and I'm still making money whether I do anything or not. I made about $1,300 a day. I literally did not do anything. My business runs itself and that's always been the goal. People think that it's about like business to get rich. Like, no, I, I just wanted to have systems. I wanted to create something that made money whether I did something or not. That's business. Business isn't Oh, I got a hundred mil. Business is like, I made two grand. I didn't do nothing. You don't got to do crazy numbers. Right. You can have employees who work for you. That's the beauty of business. That's what I've always aspired towards. 1300 on the plane. As you said before. In um, a different state. In a different state. And the sales keep coming in too. Yeah, I'm hearing the cartridges are ringing. Anyway, like you said before, like, Businesses, business saves the community. Your jobs saves only you. You know, so that's something to think about. You could feed your family with your job, but you can't feed other families with your job. Only business can do that. Yeah, time freedom, time freedom. Time freedom, location freedom, all that stuff. Yeah. But definitely invest in yourself, people. Get out to conferences. If you've never been to a conference before, you don't know what you're missing. This is my second in two weeks or less than a week. Less than two weeks, really. Anyway, two weekends, two conferences. Learn a lot just at the mixer. Make connections. Make so many connections. Like 10 people. Connected with like 10 people. Just at the mixer. Just sitting down, eating, drinking. And connected with people. And these aren't even the speakers. These are just people who paid to be there to learn. And they dropped so much game on us. That dude at dinner. Took one guy to dinner. He dropped like thousands of dollars worth of game to us at the table. For free. Just because we were there in proximity, we in the right room. Like they say pay to be in the room, the right rooms, you know. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 inside money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Go to the conferences, shout that money out, especially for VIP. I'm not doing VIP this one, but VIP is where it's at, man. Uh, I think part-time entrepreneurship is a great idea, and it's what I did for a long time, and I think that you should engage in part-time entrepreneurship until you can engage in full-time entrepreneurship. What does it look like to engage in full-time entrepreneurship? I think it's a combination of two things. I think you need to have the resources to sustain yourself, and then you also need to have the income to sustain yourself. I don't want people to just have the income and they're out here just living out of the in- or just have the cash and they're living out of the cash because you're going to be soon be broke. I want you to have the reserves in case your income stops, but you should have a source of income that still comes in. As an entrepreneur, you have to think differently. Money is way different. One thing that I notice about entrepreneurs is they always have reserves. Like the wealthiest people are entrepreneurs, not because they have to be wealthy or not because they like are just wealthy. It's because they have no choice. If your money is not guaranteed, you got to keep money stashed. And I thought that was so fire when I started to realize that like, man, like the people who have six figures, seven figures in the bank are the people without guarantees because the way you see money is different. When you don't have a check coming, you live as though you don't have a check coming. When you do have a check coming, you spend your last. 
because you're, you're just like, I got a check coming, even if it's a myth and even if it's a small check and even if it's not a check that's going to allow you to actually grow anything. I think part time entrepreneurship is where a lot of people should start and stay until they can afford to leave because you need to be able to build your business without pulling bricks from the business. So many people, what they do is they build these businesses and then as soon as they see a buck, they spend that buck when what you need to be doing is reinvesting that buck. And if you run a business for the sake of running a business and you also have income from the job, which is your foundation, then you take that business income and you use your customers as your investors. Your customers are your best investors. Your customers are going to help you take that business from where it is to where it should be. Reinvest that money. What do you think? Why do you think Apple has all that cash set aside? Why do you think these growth companies don't pay dividends? Because they're supposed to be reinvesting their business money. We are the only people who see a buck and spend the buck. We see a business dollar and we're like, shit, I could buy some Dior sneakers. And so they go buy some Dior sneakers. <laughs> or they, they're like, and that well, that's what we do. They we're like, oh, shoot, like the real estate is real estating. Oh, man, I need a distribution. Like, no. You took a distribution. Now you need a hot water tank. Now you got lead stuff. You're at risk of losing your property because you pulled all the money out of the property. Your responsibility as an entrepreneur, as an early business owner, as an early real estate investor is to build equity, grow the equity. You always see all these exits, these Nas exits. You know what that is? That's equity. Nas ain't taking not one check. He gets his money on the back end. You build the, the business up and you get it on the back end. If you are an investor, you want them reinvesting the profits. We look at Jay Morrison and they made money and we're like, bro, I need that money. Give me my money. I think they made like 100 grand in profit. You know what happens? He had to give people checks of $15. That's ignorant. What you're supposed to do is take that collective money and reinvest it. Collective return on investment. You get the money and then you keep that money collected just like you kept that money collected to buy the asset in the first place and use that ROI to then throw back into more deals. And then you and use the ROI from that to throw back into more deals. What the hell do you think compound interest is? That's compound interest. It works in the stock market just like it works in real estate. You make money and then you reinvest it and then you reinvest it and then you reinvest it. And now you look up 10 years and your portfolio grew from 10,000 to 100,000 or 1 million to 10 million. It compounds, but it doesn't compound if you're pulling bricks out. If you get dividends and you pull it out, you don't get compound interest. You know what's funny? Um, these syndications, these big real estate, well, not even necessarily big, but these syndications, these real estate funds, a lot of times they they require you to have your money in there locked up for three, anywhere from three to 10 years. Yeah, and but, it's like penalties for taking it out early too. Right, it's, it's not like... You put your money in and you're going to get money back every month and then get your principal back too. It's like, you got to leave your money in there for a minimum of three years. First of all, you got to put in like three years and you got to put in at least 25,000, could be 50,000 minimum. And you expect to leave your money in there three to seven years, maybe 10. And you don't see, you won't see your $50,000 for seven years. Can you imagine that? Maybe 10. But these people have money, so they don't even need to see it. Right. They're not over here like, oh, shoot, I got to pay my rent next month. No, they already got that taken care of. That 50 grand is forgotten. But these people was coming at his head for $500. $500. It, it displays your poverty. I, I was, I think I said this on the last tweet talk. It's like, 
I can tell how much money you're used to getting by the amount of money that you get mad over. If you get mad over a hundred bucks, you a hundred dollar ass N word. If you get mad over five hundred dollars, you a five hundred dollar ass N word. Man, five hundred dollars. I don't want to be a five hundred dollar ass N word. <laughs> you're not getting rich off five hundred dollars, even if you double the money. That's a thousand dollars. You get more than that in your income taxes. If you got like three kids and you live in the hood, mm. we know we know what you get back on your taxes. You get like three to five thousand dollars, seven thousand. That's kind of crazy, but you get these big income tax checks. You're not turning five hundred dollars into a million. Cut it out. Even if you double it, that's just a thousand dollars. And doubling is very ambitious. Like a one hundred percent ROI is uncommon. That's why I'm not aiming for. The huge plays. I'm aiming for 1%. Just give me my 1%. Yeah, so they show their ignorance on that one. That's why they should be quiet. And the problem They with show their ignorance in a lot of ways. And then you got somebody like me popping up talking about how they're retarded. The same thing, the same thing that I said about B, the same thing is true about Jay Morrison. In time, it'll pan out and people will see that they're stupid. It's just in one instance, it's Jay Morrison being right. In the other instance, it's B real estate not being worth what he says he's worth. I always wonder, I was like, man, if this guy is so baller, why hasn't he been on Earn Your Earn Leisure? Why hasn't he been on any of these podcasts? And then when I would listen to like the podcast with like Xavier, like it was very vague. There's no details. It was just like, yeah, I made a hundred million. How? Tesla. I bought Tesla and it went up. Like, huh? <laughs> How many contracts did you buy on Tesla? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But I also feel like he might have held on to those contracts too long because Tesla crashed. And so to a certain extent, I think maybe he like lost a bunch of money as well. So even if he was up, 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 he probably held on too long and he lost it. But anyway, this has been a pleasure. We're going to do one of these per night. So no need to maximize everything on this one. We will save it. We will upload it. We will make sure we get this to YouTube because the key to success, you guys, YouTube success, people who have success on YouTube upload one video per day. Why is Erica successful? She does one video per day. You can't be out here doing one video every other week and expect to become successful. You got to be flooding the, the feed. Why is my Instagram successful? I post 10 posts per day. 10 posts a day. Why is my Twitter successful? I tweet about 40 times a day. Hey, Activity matters. Before we wrap this up, I think we got a couple questions in here. I'm tired, man. I know, but let's, let's take a couple of these questions. First of all, Jackpot P3 asked before was... was let you take the question. <laughs> what's the next item for merch? I'm not sure exactly who that question was for. I want some hats, though. Sure, I'm not a big hat guy, but I want some hats. And but somebody was at somebody's asking when's the next Batman Building Wealth Conference? November. November is the answer. We're looking for uh, Dallas, Texas, for that one in or November, Vegas. or possibly Vegas. So look for that uh, tentative dates: uh, November 18th to the 20th. Am I right? Oh uh, yeah. Tentatively speaking. November in Dallas or Vegas. Uh, let's see. Somebody asked your thoughts on Reese. Do you, have you invested in anything offshore? <laughs> that's a no then. <laughs> but that's a no on the offshore. But you can always buy Charles's course, uh, Reap Money from Todd Capital. Reap Money, the SPG. Yeah, that looks like it's about it. We're going to wrap this up. Be sure to, to um, subscribe to the podcast, Tweet Talk Podcast. Uh, follow us on social media for sure. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Pod Cast at, at Tweet Talk Podcast on Instagram. Follow Charles on Instagram at Todd Billion at Todd Capital. Follow us on Twitter 
at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P O D. Follow myself on Twitter. That's Work Money Life. Follow Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion for episode. 101 of Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast with Raphael and Charles. We are out. Peace. Yeah. Yes, this is Donald, the voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag. You know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm giving you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.